Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to Fortune and Glory, an archaeological podcast. Zoom is the pilot episode of Fortune and Glory, an archaeological podcast. I am your host, Mason Hansen. I am currently a student studying archaeology, and I want to bring that passion, that love that I have for archaeology, mesh it with the passion and love I have for creating and uh, for teaching, for passing knowledge along, and thus birthed this podcast among the many others but the more the main point behind it all is looking through podcasts on archaeology although there are plenty to choose from i felt like none of them kind of hit on all sides of the spectrum i thought they usually leaned more towards one way and that's not a bad thing you have to find your niche you have to kind of pick something and kind of follow it through find your audience find your audience develop it strengthen it and you can't be jumping all around but i thought with archaeology i thought there it was it's a strong enough thing and there's so many sides to it that it's something that you could do and thus that brings this podcast um before we get too far into this this is obviously just an introduction there's no main topic this is more who i am what i want this podcast to be a little bit about archaeology itself and then we're going to send the crowd home and wait for the true first episode episode number one on whatever topic that will be Um, and as for topics to keep you all on the hook i want to talk about pseudo-archaeology i feel like that is a main thing plaguing not just archaeology but like pseudoscience in general but because this is obviously an archaeology podcast i'm going to focus on the pseudoarchaeology and we live in an era of time where because of these great inventions that we have anyone anywhere can make a youtube video can make a podcast and they can put information out there but they don't always have the best intentions to do so anyone can be an expert And we both know that isn't true, but a lot of people act like it is. And it's because of that that these weird misinterpretations of evidence, these weird conspiracy theories are created, these hundreds, decades, centuries, these super old theories that have been disproven a hundred times over still get spread. I mean, we live in a time where Ancient Aliens still plays on on a channel called the History Channel. And that will boggle my mind forever because we should know better i'm not saying aliens don't exist think of how big the galaxy is i am sure somewhere out there alien life exists but you gotta remember even small micro bacteria on a distant planet would be considered alien life but alien life is definitely out there but ancient aliens coming to our planets it's all rooted in just bad bad ideas and racism and so much other stuff get it out of your mind if you think about it just get it out of your mind but anyway i want to talk about that 
because it is such an interesting topic. How do these simple finds, such as the anti-Kithra mechanism, get turned into these crazy, outrageous ideas? Or how does a fake crystal skull from the early 1920s get passed through history so much that it sits in the British Museum? It's, it's just crazy. So pseudoscience, pseudo-archaeology is definitely a topic I want to talk about. I want to talk about recent finds. I want to talk about the news that is uh, constantly going on in archaeology. Just because your local news channel doesn't talk about it or CNN doesn't talk about it doesn't mean it's happening. Constantly archaeologists are out in the field and they're finding these amazing things, whether it be uh, the first toilet or they're finally cracking the code on old obelisks in Europe. Just amazing finds, murder mysteries, um, just incredible things, incredible things that are always being found. And I want to talk about this, kind of just give quick rundowns of what the archaeologists found, um, the basic history behind maybe where they're at, the site, the reason for being there. Just kind of add fuel to the fire of modern archaeology. I also want to talk about the mythical stuff, the myths passed down, both true and false and how did they get there because if you think about it like there's a lot of myths out there and some of them aren't as outrageous as you might think now obviously some of the more famous ones like atlantis definitely fake um, i hate to break it to you but it's fake it never happened it's not real it's just a comparison in a fictional piece that for some reason got twisted into being a possible true story which i really don't know how that happened but just the cool myths. Uh, and like I said, some of them are based in reality. Where, does, where do the lines blur? Um, so that's another thing I want to talk about. Just archaeology, all, all the sides to it. It's, it's a very complex science. And there's experimental archaeology where they put things to the test, such as I mentioned just a minute to, or two ago about the Antikythera mechanism, which I do probably want to dedicate a full episode to that somewhere down the line because it's rumored to be the main MacGuffin of the next Indiana Jones film. But that uh, is a good set for experimental archaeology. Archaeologists kind of used the piece of the Antikythera mechanism that they had, the instructions that were left, and kind of experimented with it, putting together their own, st own Antikythera mechanism to see how the, the true one, the actual one, might have worked. So there's a lot of layers to archaeology that I feel like get messed missed in other podcasts that maybe talk about specific things all the time. Well, here I want to do kind of a blend. So that's what you can expect from the show itself. So if you're a budding archaeologist, if you're a student like me, if you're a professor who is rolling their eyes at everything I'm saying, if you're a family that's interested in this, if you're a young high schooler or middle schooler who has a passion for history and archaeology, and you're listening, I hope something that I say, something that I do can help further that treat, that, that love that you have for it. Hopefully I can treat you to some incredible stories and some hilarious moments. Have a good time as we discuss archaeology and all of its craziness and all of the fantastical things about it. But as for me, like I said, I'm currently studying archaeology. Uh, and for me, when... I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Indiana Jones. I think it's it's not hard to miss looking at the name of the podcast and looking at the cover art and the themes of it. 
that Indiana Jones is an extremely heavy influence all over the place. And growing up, I was a huge fan of Indiana Jones. I played Indiana Jones games at recess. I constantly watched the movies over and over again. I dressed as him for Halloween. I dressed dressed as him when it wasn't Halloween. I desperately looked for the official Disney hat at Disney, uh, Disney World, even though, you know, it's not screen accurate, but I was just a kid, so I didn't know any better. Um, and even today, I still can't stop myself from dressing like Indiana Jones, even if I make a fool of myself on a daily basis. But I was just, an, I'm still a huge fan of those films. I would never, if someone asked me, like, what's, why did you become an archaeologist? I would tell you a long-winded story like the one I'm doing right now, but I would have to give the, if you asked for a short answer, it would just be Indiana Jones. Um, As I grew older, I became more infatuated with the history behind not only Indiana Jones, but also in general. Uh, I mentioned how I was, uh, how I fancy myself a very creative person. And in all those facets of what I like to do beyond making podcasts and videos, and I like to write. So when I was, 14 or so, I started writing my own uh, action-adventure script. Huge fan of Indiana Jones growing up, loved the Uncharted games, which, you know, are modern-day take on the Indiana Jones-styled adventures. And so I wanted to write a story, action-adventure. I did a bunch of research on the mythical artifacts, places, weapons, and I just started to really become in love with history. I always liked history, but around that age is when I really started becoming deeply infatuated with it and so as time progressed i i didn't really know what i wanted to do with the rest of my life that i got to that part of my life and i didn't know what i wanted to do i that i want i think most people growing up and around my age now one of the things you want to be is a famous youtuber because you get to talk about things that you like you get to make videos do things that you like and you kind of just work at your own pace, your own flow. But that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I wanted to be a writer, thought I wanted to do something like that, but it just didn't sit right with me. I just didn't feel like it was hitting the things that I wanted to hit in in my personal goals for what I wanted to feel when I accomplished the things that I wanted to do. And so... I began to think about archaeology. I always had thought about archaeology. It was in my mind since the last two years of high school, even probably before that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an archaeologist. But I was never really certain. I was never really sure. I never really committed to the idea. I wasn't a huge person. I was liked school, and I thought for sure that I would never go to college. It, I just was like, oh, you hate high school. Why do you think college is going to be any different? You're not going. And then my other part of me would be, oh, well, you know, you, you, you if you want to be an archaeologist, you got to go. And it was like, a, it was a tug of war. And I finally, you know, sitting there randomly just going, what the heck? Like, give, at least give it a chance. Give it a shot. See what, see what will happen. And so I just completely kind of threw myself in the archaeology. I watched a bunch of documentaries. I listened to professors, watched a bunch of YouTube uh, where... Uh, Archaeologists talked about the profession, uh, did like mini lessons, things like that, and I just completely loved every aspect of it, and I knew that, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to do, for sure, and now I knew for sure. And so, 
I'm not saying that I'm gonna be the same way for you. I'm not saying that you're gonna be sitting there listening all of a sudden and go, oh man, I'm gonna be an archaeologist because Mason Hansen was talking about it. No, I just wanna kind of talk about it and intrigue you, interest you, keep your attention, maybe help you learn some things. And if I can do that, then my mission will be accomplished because it's such a cool science. And I think a lot of people know how cool it is, but because it's not what you see when you watch the movies, it might get a bad rap. It's a lot of lab work. <laughs> it's a lot of analyzation. It's a lot of note keeping. You're mapping things out. You gotta be, you gotta be very meticulous. It is not grab and go. Um, and in some cases, nowadays especially, you might not even be digging. Um, one thing about archaeology is it's a very destructive form of science. To learn about something, you basically have to risk destroying it, if not destroy it. And you probably are familiar with this if you follow archaeology in any sense, but obviously there's a lot of debate and ridicule about when you dig up burials because yeah you want to learn about what's inside you want to learn about the per person buried learn about the culture of which they were but in doing so you have to deface the grave you have to dig them up and you have to crack open the tomb or um if they're not buried in a tomb unravel the bones it's just very destructive and so the new methods such as um, shooting lasers into the ground and getting the feedback um, off of its penetration and then mapping out off the computer what you see um, it helps maybe prevent digging in general but from another aspect it helps you hone in on a certain place so you don't have to dig up a mile or 10 feet a mile was credited you would never take a mile uh that was just the first thing that put in my mind and for some reason i said it <laughs> but yeah so there's so much about archaeology that i can't wait to talk about and i hope you guys can't wait to listen hopefully i haven't rambled and uh, ranted on for too long um but nonetheless this is just a little introductory about what you can expect. And don't forget to check out the first official episode. I wish I could plug it, but I still don't know exactly what I want to talk about. But you can expect... I'll probably start off with some attention-grabbing, not necessarily clickbait, but kind of topic. So we're probably going to do pseudo-archaeology because I think... One thing people love more than anything else is seeing something idiotic torn down. And like I mentioned far, far earlier in this podcast, a lot of pseudo-archaeology theories have been spread. And a lot of pseudo-archaeology theories, I don't know if they're necessarily, necessarily believed, but they're definitely talked about. And I would say about... 50% of them, no, probably more than that, probably 80% of them could be easily proven wrong in a 30-minute discussion.
But alas, I have nothing left for today's episode. So to leave you with a bit of knowledge, uh, Sir, Mortimer Wheel- Sir, Sir Mortimer Wheeler, he's a sir, so respect his name. He once said that archaeology without humanity is the driest dust that ever blew. And that is a quote that I think about probably a little too often because I feel like it perfectly encompasses everything that true archaeology is about. And it's about understanding the humanity behind what you're looking at. As much as its early roots are in theft and looting and selling and privilege what it truly is about today at least what it should be about today is understanding and empathy and a quest to realize that we're all kind of the same i'll see you next time on fortune and glory and archaeological podcast thanks for listening